Hashtag MSW. Right, we joined on the line right here tomorrow Sports Worldwide. Colin Nathan, boxing manager as well as trainer. Colin, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your patience. Good evening. Hey, Rob. Great to hear your voice, man. Thanks for having me on your platform and be to all the listeners. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I know you do a great deal besides you know training your boxers besides managing them but also just fighting for their rights and having known Jinga write that very painful message firstly how, how did that touch you knowing that it comes from a good place a good space but also somebody who's extremely young and is a world champion yes and also I mean we can assume that he was also taking it to give the South African Sports Awards with no mention of him which um, man that, that was that was hurtful I mean, yes, South Africa's only legitimate world champion, right? And not even a mention at the South African Sports Awards. That's just like, there are no words for that. I actually saw that. I, yeah. Now that you mention it, Colin, because, again, where are the advisors? Where are the people that surround the minister? Where are the people that actually put the names down? When they whittle through whatever sporting code it is, and they realize that, in how many years, Colin, have we not had a world champion? Never mind a world champion who is as young as Nonjinga is young. And at the SA Sports Awards, not even, like you say, a mention, never mind an award or even an excellence award. Yeah, exactly. Now, I don't know if that post was directed at that, but let's assume it was, right? No mention of him, nothing. I mean, yeah, Mauricio Fellani, when he lost his world title to Sonny Edwards, was the last legitimate world champion, right? So we went in a space of a year and a half, give or take, without, maybe even longer. Sorry, I'm just trying to think. It was 2000. Yes, we're talking about close to two years without a legitimate world champion. The kid goes into the hometown disadvantage finding uh, uh, Flores, Hector Flores, a massive underdog, and he pulls it off. And not even, as you said, not even recognition, not even a recognition award. I mean, I just, certain things just stun you. And certain things just shock you, and I feel both. I believe there's been lots and lots. In fact, endless promises that have been made to him. Um, nothing has followed up. Um, obviously, he's not in a good state right now. The, the lack of support is glaring. But the promises, w- w- what kind? I mean, give us a sense here, Colin, of what was promised. Remember, w- when you come back and you do a little ticket day parade and people welcome you back at the airports, wherever you're touching down, then the ministers or even the MECs of wherever, they come through and because there's a, a public platform and because they want the applause and the acknowledgement and they want people to really shout and make a noise, they make promises in that, but those promises are never fulfilled. Give us an example of what those promises were. Okay, so I don't know the merits of the promises, and I mean that's not for me to open up and disclose. I mean, I would think that the right person to speak to would be Sivanati. But also, just to let you know that he's he's obviously not depressed. He's just frustrated and upset about the lack of support. The kid's the champion of the world. He's, he's in good spirits to defend his belt. But I mean, you know, and I'm hoping now, now that I've got this platform, I'm hoping that the Eastern Cape government get involved in this fight. Because now we, we're at a deadlock with the Filipinos. It looks like we're going to be heading for a purse bid. Um, and if that's the case, I really, really feel that we really need support. You know, there was a cabinet reshuffle. We've got a new sports minister. 
this is the perfect time. If the sportsman's serious about boxing in this country, now is the time for him to get behind potentially having this fight in the Eastern Cape. A legitimate world championship in the Eastern Cape. And I've got to, I've got to, I'm also going to make mention of this, Robert. I support black excellence. I really, really do. And Rebel Africa Promotions will be the first black promoter in the Eastern Cape to promote a legitimate male world championship. And Dili Sedanili was the first to promote the WBA world title with, uh, with a female. So I do support black excellence, but I do think that this is the perfect moment for the sports minister to step up and get behind boxing. He mentioned it, you know, even without me mentioning boxing in his first radio interview when he came into the studio here, he talked about the revival of boxing. And that kind of got a lot of people... Sorry, Robert, let me me interrupt you. So don't you think this would be the most appropriate time to get behind the sport and have a legit... Listen, here's another stats for you, actually. Now I've got got your attention and the the listeners. The last legitimate world title was in, in March 2016, when Hecky Butler lost his 105-time world title to Baron Rahas, right? That's seven years in this country without a legitimate world boxing title fight. I mean, come on, let's get real. Let's let's get let's get this let's get this going. But what what seems to be the problem? I mean, unpack it for us so that. Um whether right. the minister's finished with his, his meeting with Safar or not, and I know that he would be listening to the show every single day, um, he, he makes it his point because he wants to find out what are the people saying, what are the major complaints that are making the rounds out there. But for you to, I mean, to call out 2016 in March, and I remember that uh, Butler fight that was here in yeah. SA, what seems to be the major stumbling block? So that's a great question, Robert, and it's and it's a little bit more complex than me just answering it. Just, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you in a nutshell. Promoters in this country are greedy. They're greedy. There's a lot of a lot of government funding that goes into these promoters, and they pay the fighters what they should not be paying the fighters. Fighters, you need to remember something. It doesn't matter about a broadcaster, and it doesn't matter about a promoter having a contract with and having a site to. It matters about the content that you produce. And the content that's being produced has been lacking for quite some time. And that's one of the reasons why I'm very happy that I'm independent on my own, that I do consult for a lot of promoters. I'm in partnership with another boxing promotion, although I'm not a director for Boxing Five. But a lot of these promoters get a lot of funding from governments and broadcast rights and private sectors as well. And we're talking about millions here, Robert, and they're not prepared to spend money. So I know the I know the financial situations with these smaller weight divisions. Um, it's really not a lot of money consider, considering what these promoters are getting, right? So that's, if you ask me my honest opinion, and I might come under a lot of criticism and fight for this, but I'm laying it on the line, that's what I would think. They're just not prepared to put the hand in their pockets and spend the money that, that's been presented to them. If they've they been given... If they've been given millions, uh, whether it's from broadcasters or they've been given millions from whatever the source is that they get the millions from, then shouldn't there be accountability? Because you, you would find that a lot of that money is public funds. It's from the people that pay. And if it comes through within government institutions, then it's the taxpayer that's paying. Correct. Correct. But very rarely you'll get promoted being transparent like that. I mean, even even the figures that are announced on social media from Vegas and stuff, remember those numbers, because of tax implications, are not always the true accurate numbers. So that will never be disclosed. And I agree with you. I think that those kind of, 
that kind of funding for events, there should be transparency. I agree with you 100%. Exactly how expenditure is being, being, being spent, but it's not. Look, Robert, I mean, I can sit here and mope about the situation. You know, we can, the point is we've got a legitimate world champion. Let's get behind him. Let's get it going. Let's, let's start making change to the sports. You know, like I'm all about making change. I don't want to hop on the negativity because we have excellent fighters and talent here in South Africa. And we have talented fighters that can legitimately step up, contest and win legitimate world titles. So let's, let's put our focus into building the sports and actually, actually getting behind our fighters. 23rd of April is what I was told was the date uh, that was put down. Is that date still happening? 23rd of April, no. So there was never, yeah, you're the second person who's actually asked me that question and the second journalist as well. That was never, ever going to happen. Remember, we're not faced with a situation of a mandatory position with Reggie Suganob, right? Yeah. So he fought at the end of February and he has an automatic 45-day rest suspension period, right? So maybe we were talking about that fight about voluntary position. But that's come and gone. We had five months to do it, and I decided to rest uh, Sivinati because he had an absolute war. And I felt that it would be irresponsible of me to put him back in straight after that kind of fight. So he needed to recover and rest. Now we're faced with the mandatory, and also the mandatory situation, the kid from the Philippines, the fighter from the Philippines, and automatically he's on a 45-day rest period. So the 23rd of April was never going to happen specifically for this contest, Robert. Sure. So what then becomes available? Because like you say, it's, it's important for the Eastern Cape uh, to get a fight. Uh, you know, Reggie Suganob, yeah, you, you've just uh, stated right now what sort of uh, problems you're having right there. But if there was to be tabled down, put down in the calendar, Colin, um, of a potential world title fight, and it's in the Eastern Cape, when would that likely be? So we're looking at May, Robert, okay. to be honest with you. I think that's, that's a good time frame. You know, it's a good time frame for, for both parties. Um, I do think, though, we are heading for a first bid. Rumble Africa Promotion is aware of this. Remember, we might have another trick up our sleeve with Matram because he's a co-promoter of Sivanati Nochinga. When I say Matram, I'm talking about Eddie Hearn. I haven't even brought that into the equation yet. But right now, my focus is on getting this fight off the ground and making it happen in East London. Um, the Filipinos are not keen to come to South Africa. They want it on a neutral ground. And then they made us a ridiculous offer, which obviously I declined for us to go to the Philippines. I want the fight to be in South Africa. And unfortunately in life, sometimes what you want, you don't always get. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. say this again. I really want this fight to happen in East London. But then contractually, w- w- what does the contract says? Is the champ in charge of where he defends his title? Okay, so it's a good question. So you get um, administratively the number one contender, right, which is Reggie Saganov, which is he fought for a world title eliminator and he won. So he becomes the mandatory contender. Now, we're the champions, so the mandatory contender and the champions parties and both parties can't agree on a fee on who's going to host the fight, then we'll get down to a per-split situation. So the, the, the time frame for negotiations ended yesterday. I'm almost sure that either today or tomorrow I'm going to be getting a letter from the IBF uh, ordering a per-split. After that, we've got two weeks for both camps to try and find a medium because obviously the purse book could be called off. 
But other than that, if that's not the case, there's going to be a purse bid in place. And how that works is any promoter bidding for that purse bid has to give a non-refundable fee of $5,000 and then come up with a figure with 10% on the figure. And whoever comes up with the highest number wins the purse bid. Oh, I see. Okay. Now, but I don't know, Colin, for me, it just seems quite unfair where you've had to go to Mexico and you've had to be away from home, hostile environment, hostile crowd that is out there. You come back home with the belt. You come back with the world championship belt. And then when it comes to your defense, you then almost have to lose that. So he, he's got at no stage the advantage of a home crowd. He's got no stage the acknowledgement of a home crowd, the potential. And maybe you can answer this for me. I am quite interested to know is that since he won and since he's come back as a world champion, number one, does he have any further sponsorship to whatever he might have had before? Yeah, and listen, the Eastern Cape Department has got behind him, so I can't say that. Um, you know, in terms of just also like with regards to no support here, that, that's going to depend on the business aspect of this purse bid. And that's why I'm appealing to the Eastern Cape government and, and, and the sports minister to make this happen. Get behind Rumble Africa promotions. If it comes down to the pur- a purse bid, Rob, we need to we need to have the funding and we need to have the finance for order for us to win the purse bid and for this fight to be staged in the Eastern Cape. So, so with regards to sponsorship, yeah, the Department of the Eastern Cape has got behind Sibonati. Um, so, so that's covered. But with regards to personal sponsorships, no, not at the moment. Is that strange to you that when you look at world trends, when you see what's happening no, around us? So I, I'm going to answer you with a question. Isn't it strange that you never got to mention the South African Sports Awards when Maruti and Salani two years ago won? Yeah, I, I still find it ridiculous. I mean, I, mean, I find it, I, besides being stunned and shocked, I find it baffling. Robert, I mean, you and I have known each other for many, many years. Yeah. And I know I've often seen you at ringside and we often chip and chat about boxing. But I mean, this one just makes you raise your eyeballs and you think, what the F, you know? No, I hear you. I feel your pain. And while we were chatting, I did put out a message to the minister just to double check with him uh, if he is tracking exactly what is happening here on the show right now. It's, it's either him or the people that work in and around him need to know. I mean, this is an open platform. This is a, a public platform. But most importantly, you have a world champion. Anybody, as I always say on this show, that goes out, sings the national anthem, hoists the flag of the country high and returns back being dubbed a world champion needs more than just recognition, needs support. And the kind of support that you're saying the minister should be part and parcel of is not even something you need to be begging for, never mind at an awards event. You know, they could even put him up on a, I don't know, a team's meeting or, or anything like that to say, hey, guy, if we couldn't fly you here, uh, but here you are. The name just did not even enter the Sun City Super Bowl. I know, I know. So... Hopefully the sports minister or, or his advisors are listening to the show. Tell them to mail me or call me and, or, or get a hold of Rumble Africa promotions. But that's, that's the situation we face with. It's a harsh reality. And you said to me, you asked me earlier, is that fair? Like, is that fair that we don't have any homes? Boxing, unfortunately, is a, a very unfair sport. And sometimes it can be very parallel to life and life can be very unfair. But I'm hoping that we can do right by bringing this title, title fight back to East London. I really, really do. This would be like a first of its kind, and I'm really, really pressing for that. So, again, if anyone from the, the sports, uh, the Minister of Sports listens to this, please, someone get in touch with me. Yeah, 
we'll certainly be pushing those buttons uh, as well, Colin. I want to thank you so much indeed for coming on. Uh, let us know if there are any further developments. We'll share those with the listeners. Yeah, great. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for the platform and thank you for the time. Thank Always you. appreciated. Colin Nathan, they're joining us right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. Yeah. I suppose it borders on crazy, ridiculous, whatever other word. I'll, I'll read out to you after the break what exactly Ononjinga, the champ, has written. Because a lot of people I see on social media saying, what exactly did he say? We would love to know. I'll let you know.